Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am so excited to have with me a new guest. So far on the podcast, in the episodes that you've heard already, and probably in some of the episodes you'll hear um, coming up, we have had a lot of guests that have been amazing, but have talked about more or less overviews of their work and overviews of the way that they engage with self-care and social-emotional learning. Today's guest is someone that I wanted to get on the show because of the way that she does a specific area of self-care, because I think it's very important that we now dig into more or less the nitty gritty and talk about some of these specific strategies that folks are using around the different areas of self-care. And so I'm very excited to introduce our guest for today. Her name is Colette McKenzie, and she is amazing. She is my sister. So I'm going to start with that. She's also the manager for the Scholarly Self-Care podcast. So you have her to thank for all of the quality episodes that we have that come out each week. And as she's my sister, I know her basically in and out. We talk every day and she has been an inspiration to me, both in terms of parenting. Like I look to her for advice all the time in terms of parenting um, my children. She has older children. She'll tell you a little bit about them in a little bit. And also I look to her for advice basically in all areas of my life. But this year in particular, I have definitely fallen off the train of organization and I am feeling it. So before I was pretty organized, I would say, but lately that has not been the case and it shows. And so I am doing this conversation to help those of you that are also looking to get more organized and also, you know, to help myself so I can get some tips and tricks. And so, Colette, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everyone. So happy to be in your ear today and to share some tips I have about organization. Thank you. So first, let's start off by having you introduce yourself to the guests because I know you well, but. (laughs) Okay, no problem. So like Tia said, I'm her sister. My name is Colette McKenzie. I am a wife and a mom of three boys. I have a 16-year-old high school junior, and I have twin boys who are 13 years old. I work in the finance arena full-time, and I also operate my business, podcast management services. And I do all of this by keeping my life organized. Yes. So let's definitely jump into it. All right. So first, let's get started and talk a little bit about your self-care journey and how that's played out. So how did you get so organized? What are some of the things that, you know, have come along the way that have gotten you to this place? Well, I would have to say it goes all the way back to my youth. Um, Being an older child, older sibling, I have, of course, you and our brother, was younger than both of us. I was always the one that had to help out our parents to make sure that things got done. I also wanted to make sure that 
I succeeded in the goals I had set for myself. Being children of immigrants, you know, my goal as a youth was always I wanted to go to college. Like I wanted to be the first in our immediate family mm-hmm. to make it to college and graduate. So that had always been my priority, but I also knew that I needed to assist our parents with making sure that things got done that benefited our family. So from a young age, I knew that I had to schedule things and write things down and somehow remind myself of all the things I had to do mm-hmm. to allow time, one, for it to get done, but two, for it to be done with excellence. And so I was always a list person. So I would make a list and I would always refer to that list to plan out my day or my week, just so I knew that everything I said I wanted to do would get done. So, yeah, I guess it just came from just naturally wanting to accomplish things. And so when along there did you get to the place where you realized that organization for you was a part of your self-care and it wasn't just something that you felt like you had to do to help others or to, you know, move things along. Because I know in the discussions we've had, you mentioned it as something that helps you in terms of your well-being. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. So I realized early on also throughout my schooling that when I wasn't organized is when I experienced the most stress and frustration. Because it was then that I remembered last minute, oh, crap, I have a test I need to study for. And that brought on anxiety. That meant I was going to bed later because now I have to stay up and study. And I didn't like how I felt when I had to rush through tasks. So I was like, you know what? I have to make sure that this gets done. And and then I also realized that when I did become frustrated because of other things that were happening in life, When I sat down and organized something, whether it was my schedule or a closet, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. that satisfaction of seeing that space cleaned up tiny and organized actually relieved my stress. And so it just became a part of my self-care. If I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious or stressed, I can always refer to my list. And there's always something on there that I want to go back and do, organize paperwork, organize my closet, my kitchen. I'll do something from there and it actually releases the stress for me and brings me to my happy place. Wonderful. So in considering that, um, I'm noticing something about how you're discussing organization, because I think when we when we think of this idea of organization, lots of different things come to mind for different people. So when you mention organization, someone might be thinking about, like you just mentioned, cleaning up or organizing a space in their home, or they may be thinking about it in terms of like time management. How do you define organization? Like what are some of the things that you consider in your realm of organizing your life? Organization for me is doing those things ahead of time that makes my life feel easier, less stressful, makes me feel less anxious, makes me more productive, makes my workflow throughout the day more efficient. And I organize just about everything, not just my work schedule throughout the day. Like I I wake up knowing the things that I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And because I know how to do the job, I know the best way to structure it to make my workday flow, which items I do first, second, and so on. Of course, we're not living in a perfect world. So things do come up and happen. But I feel that when I do structure and organize my day in that way, I am more productive and I can get more done. 
I also organize our schedules for the family, doctor's appointments, activities at school, meetings I need to attend for the children, forms I need to fill out, whatever it is that I need to get done. I organize that stuff through my Google calendar and I actually have it color coded and everything. So I know what things are for my business, what things are for the kids, what things are for my self-care. And I also use a planner, a paper planner, because I all there are certain things that I do that I need to actually physically write mm-hmm. for it to kind of stick. So though I may have an alarm on the Google Calendar to remind me, I also write out list in my planner and action items under whatever item it is I'm tackling at the time, mm-hmm. because that also helps it stick. So yes, organization for me is spending time ahead of my week or my day to map out the things that I feel will help me get my tasks done for the day in the most effective and productive manner. Okay. And so what I'm hearing is this idea that organization is going to differ by person, it seems. So what you do may not necessarily be what someone else would do. And something else I'm hearing is this is related to systems. Am I correct in that? This idea of systems? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit more about that? Because as I'm hearing you talk and you mentioned like, oh, you have this Google calendar and your phone and the planner, like it seems like just a lot of stuff. And for those out there that are like me and it just kind of feels like I have, I'm doing all of this stuff, but it's not necessarily working together. How do you go about forming systems in your life? Like, what are you doing? So it's all definitely trial and error, right? So you have to kind of think about what it is you want to accomplish, what tools you have available to you, test a few things out and just see what works, what works best for you. So like I said, for the different areas of my life is how I view my life. Like I have different areas, my task as a mom, my task as a wife, my task as an employee, my task as a business owner. And what I did was I just tried different methods to see what would help me be the most effective. So for my family life, I found that my Google calendar is the best option. Okay. I'm in a doctor's office. I whip my phone out. I plug in the next appointment. No need for your card. Thank you. I have it right here. It's saved in the cloud. If my device is damaged, I get a new phone. It's all still right there. So that's something I never have to worry about once I get it on my calendar. So for me, that worked best. Me writing an appointment, a phone call, I need to make anything like that in my planner doesn't work because I may not go back to that planner and look. But I know my phone will notify me that, hey, you have an appointment coming up in an hour or 30 minutes. So that's how I decided what worked best in the different areas. I try different things. And for my home life, the Google Calendar worked best. The list didn't work. The planner didn't work. Telling my husband to remind me didn't work. (laughs) Well, the Google Calendar is what helped with that. Now for work, I utilize OneNote. I tried the Evernote. I tried notifications in Outlook and reminders. I tried having a notebook and have everything written down because, again, I'm a list person. But Mm -hmm. for me, the list didn't work in, in the different categories. It's all about how you function throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And what's the best method to help remind you of what you need to do? So for work, 
OneNote happens to, again, be my thing. That's where I take all my notes. That's where I can set reminders. It's something that I automatically open first thing in the morning when I begin to work. So I won't ever forget to utilize it. And because Mm -hmm. it's not written down somewhere, I won't forget to bring the notebook or, you know, anything like that. I do not use my phone or the Google calendar for that because the phone is like a personal device. So when I'm at work, I don't really think to grab my phone and do much with it. But because I'm on the computer, there's OneNote. I launch the OneNote when the computer opens and everything I need to function for my workday is right there Hmm. for me to utilize. And then when when it comes to my business, what works for me is the paper planner. Because I have different clients that I manage, then I can make lists for each client on the paper planner while I'm working, editing audio or anything like that. I have my planner next to me so I know whose project I'm working on. I can go to their section, what it is I'm doing, quick notes of conversations we had. Mm-hmm. That way I can remind myself, okay, you need to do this, this, and this. So I've just landed in the habit of having my planner there for my business while I'm working so I can always refer to it for any information I need. So, yes, it's just a matter of trial and error. Try a few different things. See how your day is structured, which tool helps you be the most efficient. And then that becomes the system and the tool that you'll use to help you be organized and productive. Okay. So for those that are maybe just starting out on their organization journey and are even thinking, what are the tools that are out there? I know that you've tried a lot of different tools um, over the years. Do you have any suggestions in terms of like, what are your top? let's say your top three to top five favorite tools that are out there? For personal use, definitely Google products. I love the Google Notes. I love the um, the Google Calendar. Okay. So that's hands down. If you're organizing your life and family, you can add business stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's something that's always on the go, go with you. Everyone has a phone these days. And it, like I said, it's in the cloud. So if your device is damaged, You get a new device, all your information is still there. You don't have to worry about um, remembering where anything is. And for you, you're an Android user, right? Android user, yes. Okay. So for those that are Apple products, you may need to figure out what the equivalent of that is on your system. Your calendar is called iCal, but if I'm not mistaken, Apple users can also download Google to their phones Ah, and utilize that calendar that way. Again, it's great because you can color code so you can look at a month's glance and know exactly what you have going on and which category of your life it falls into Mm -hmm. so that you kind of can see the spread of responsibilities or activities or events that you have coming up. Again, with the notes, you can always do your list there. You can set reminders in there. You can jot things down that are important to you. Mm-hmm. I'll screenshot my kids' calendar for the school year, and I save that to note, and the image is there. So if I need to to know, oh, when is school closed this month, I just go to my notes, I search calendar, the school calendar comes up, and I can quickly make a note of which days school, mm-hmm. school is out. So there are different things that you can do with that. But like I said, because it's just a tool that follows you wherever you go, I prefer to use Google for my personal things. They also have different apps on the phone that you can use to keep yourself organized. You can always just go to the app store and read the reviews on some of them, look at some of the samples of how it's structured and just see if that's something that fits your personality and your style better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, for a business, there are tons of tools. But again, those will depend on how you're using them, if it's more for collaboration with the team or not. But a majority of these tools that are available have free um, trial periods, so you can always test them out just to see how it'll work for you by yourself or as a team. Okay. So I guess the follow-up to that is in trying out all of these tools, and in, in a way, it seems like you're managing a lot of tools as well. Um, how much time do you devote or do you devote any time each day to just organizing or to just, you know, keeping up with these systems in a way? Because I'm thinking, for example, with um, the keep notes, I've tried that, but I have lots and lots and lots of different notes. And also on my um, computer, lots and lots of different sticky notes that I feel like I don't have time to go back and erase or organize, but it seems like you've organized them in some way. So do you set aside time to do that? I do. So my motto is the system doesn't work unless you do. So you have to be intentional about not allowing things to clutter up and invade your space. Because again, for me, having a space that's cluttered doesn't allow me to be efficient or effective, right? I just feel overwhelmed and anxious if my space isn't clean and clear. And that goes for my devices. So if I make a list in notes, after I've accomplished everything on that list, I just delete it. I don't keep it. Okay. Okay. There's like no, for me, if I've done it, there's no reason for me to keep it. Now, if it's something memory keeping, then maybe you set up a system where you transfer that information and then you can remove that, that list. But whatever information I store, I just delete it when I'm done with it. So for example, once the school year ends, I know I'm going to be searching for the calendar for the next school year. I'll delete that old one. I don't just add a new one and leave it there. I'm intentional to think, what is it I'm working on right now? Okay, I'm getting the calendar for next year. I need to delete the calendar for this year. And I just do it at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, it doesn't, I don't have a bunch of information piled up around me that I'm not deleting. Okay. Okay. So if someone is preparing for, um, preparing to become more organized for this 2021 year, what would be more or less the steps that you would suggest they take? I know you already mentioned that they should think about their day and what it is that they want in terms of outcomes. You also mentioned the idea of trying out different tools to see which ones would work and then implementing the system. Is there anything else that you would suggest that they do or would that be the basis, those three steps? Those three steps would be the basis, but I would insert your very first foundation step, which would be like a brainstorm, right? So just kind of think, sit down and think through all the things that you want to do and make a big list, a master list. Mm -hmm. And then from that list, you can start tackling different things, which is my first step of my process. I sit down and I think what it is that I want to accomplish that day or that week start. I would start off with the day. When you get up in the morning, what do I want to accomplish today? Make your list after you've gotten everything off your mind about what it is that would make your day amazing. If you got those things done, then you look at that list again and say, okay, what's realistic for me to do today? And then those things become your priority. And then you just kind of action from there. Okay, well, this phone call is very important for me. 
What time of your day do you think you can make that call? Put an alarm on your phone so you'll be reminded at that time to make that call. So that's kind of how I go through my process. It takes me maybe five, 10 minutes in the morning to just okay. think, okay, what, what do I want to do today? Okay, these are important to me. What time do I have that I can schedule to get these done? And I schedule that out and just move on with my day. So something else that I'm hearing you say here is this idea of prioritizing, right? Because you said, what are the things that I want to get done? So for those who are in positions where they have to do certain things for their job, like I know you are also, um, you're employed and you're a business owner. So for those tasks where, or for those days, those times where it just feels overwhelming, like you have a lot of stuff that you need to get done um, more than you have time to do. What do you do in those occasions where it's not necessarily that that you focus on these are the things that I want to get done, but where you have a whole bunch of things that you need to get done? Like what what is your way of uh, dealing with that? I feel that even in situations that you feel like you don't have control, you still do have some sort of control and a choice in the situation, right? So in a circumstance where everything is important and everything has to get done, well, something still has to be done first, second, and third. Okay. So I just make a decision on what would make the most sense. So for my full-time position, if everything is an emergency, there are fire drills everywhere. I'm one person. I cannot do it all. I just take a step back and I think, which do I think is the most urgent? Which would make the most impact? And that's the one I tackle first. Okay. Okay. So you prioritize there as well. And for the things that don't get done... Do you just plan them for the next day? I just move them over to the next day. I pick up until, you know, that's that's completed, especially if we're focusing on um, work that's routine. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just always going to be the same. Right. Yeah. So you just you can just keep working through that list until it's completed. And then guess what? The list is going to pile up again. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I work my schedule for the full time position, especially since with anything you do in life, there's seasons to things, right? So there's a business season at work and there's a more steady paced season at work. Right now is the busy season. Mm-hmm. And so my list basically consists of the same things that are piling up because it's just the season for those things to pile up. But again, I just have to prioritize out of the items that are urgent, what I feel that I need to get accomplished first. Although everyone else thinks all of it should be done now, I can only focus on what I can manage and what I think would make the most impact. So it's just a matter of you knowing your role at your job or when it comes to your business, you knowing what your priorities are there Mm -hmm. and just looking at the overall picture and focusing your attention for a period of time on the things that you feel would make the most impact. Mm -hmm. Okay. So something else that I'd like you to speak to, like you just mentioned the business as well, is for those who have a full-time position like you do and who are interested in doing something additional, whether it's creating an additional income stream or starting a passion project like a podcast or, you know, writing a book, whatever it may be, what advice would you give them in terms of finding the time to do that? Because you are busy. I mean, you're a mom, your wife, you have a full-time job, you're doing all this stuff, and then you also have this business. So what are your suggestions for that in terms of finding the time and the energy? And the energy. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the most, 
the most critical part. I think um, we all have more time than we think. You know, there's always something that you can be doing instead. Right. So that was my decision when I first decided that I wanted to start my business because I just wanted to do something on my own. Right. I Mm. appreciate my full time employer. I love everything about that job, but I just always wanted to have something of my own. I have that entrepreneurial spirit. And when I decided, okay, I'm going to go after this. This is what I'm going to do. I first looked at all the things that I was doing and I decided what is it that I'm currently doing that I would be okay if I didn't do. And that is the time that I blocked out to start investing in building my business. And that time for me was television, right? Mm -hmm. I had certain shows, Mm -hmm. you know how it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to make sure I watch this because when I get to work tomorrow, we're all going to be talking about it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, FOMO, I didn't want to miss out. I wanted to be in the end. I wanted to be in the no. But then I realized you can't have it all. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You have to make a decision, which is most important, building your business or watching the show so you can feel that you're part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I made that choice. So I traded in a television show a couple nights a week to invest the time into building my business. And what I realized is I really wasn't missing much because you know what? Everyone told me what was going on anyway. So <laughs> I still knew what was going on. But the bonus was I got to really start focusing on this goal that I've had forever. Mm-hmm. So that would be my first thing to you is to just analyze your priorities and your responsibilities and make a decision, a personal decision on what it is that you think you can do without in order to invest that time to build your business. My only suggestion is to not interfere with your family time. Mm, Okay. And kids are very important. We have our family nights on Friday where we have our takeout and we hang out. That was off limits. Nothing was happening during that time. But again, things that weren't really bringing benefit to my life. Like for me watching a television show, yes, it's relaxing. Yes, it's good to have a break, but it wasn't bringing as much benefit as I thought starting my own business and accomplishing that goal would bring to me because it would help me feel more accomplished if I did that rather than, you know, watch the show. So, Mm -hmm. and so with all that though, do you still find those pockets for self-care? I know you've talked about using organization as a part of that, but are there any other things you do as part of your self-care? Oh, absolutely. And for me, self-care is very spontaneous. It's occasionally planned, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's spontaneous. So one item that's self-care for me is traveling. I especially love to travel internationally with a set of cousins that I have. We all just decided once a year, we're going to go somewhere and we spend the end of each year deciding where it is we're going to go, planning out the entire trip. And then mm-hmm. we just focus on putting the plan in action for that to occur. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my self-care items. Other things that I enjoy doing is um, listening to different podcasts, especially mm-hmm. content that's uplifting and helps you become more aware of who you are. Mm-hmm. So that you're growing and understanding yourself more. A lot of times we're overwhelmed and frustrated because we don't really know ourselves. So yeah. listening to content that helps me question why I feel a certain way 
what I like and don't like, that kind of helps me to give myself more grace and not to be so hard on myself when I'm doing things that frustrates me and I can't understand why I even do that. Mm -hmm. So I do spend some time just listening to content that invests that type of value in me. Mm -hmm. I enjoy music. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will, or anxious, I'm like, you know, it's time for a break. I'll turn some music on and I'll just dance around the house. Invite the kids to come in with me and we dance and have a good time, do some TikTok videos with my oldest son. I also like to run and I've occasionally (laughs) participated in a few half marathons. So Uh being a part of the Black Girls Run group, that is something that I enjoy doing as well. These are things that make me feel happy, Mm -hmm. helps me relieve stress and makes me feel like I've spent some time doing something for myself. I know the traditional self-care items are, you know, getting your hair and nails and all of that done. I do those things too. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just have this thing where spending time alone and rejuvenating is my first priority for self-care. Okay. So going to Starbucks by myself and just sitting there listening to an audiobook or reading, going on a walk by myself. Just staying home if if everyone has plans and everyone has left the house, just being here in the quiet, just to think and spend time with myself. Mm. And then my second go-to self-care would be traveling. I'm always up for a day trip somewhere. I just need enough notice to take time off (laughs) and we're jumping in the car and we're driving somewhere. So that's something else that I enjoy doing. And then, of course, I've already mentioned international travel. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it's not always planned. Sometimes it's spontaneous. I just try to listen to my body, my emotions, however I'm feeling or what I, you know, think I need at the moment. That's just what I, I grant myself. Okay, great. So I wanted to go back a little bit to the organization stuff before we end today. And I wanted to get into the organization um, in terms of your goal for this year, because I know one of your big goals was this year, this year was around finances. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you organize that, because I think it's it's so amazing. And then also, I know you have some printables that folks could access if they're interested in trying out organization in the way that you did. I, I've been trying to work on it myself and have been using some of the printables. And it really has made a difference in terms of me um, getting myself more organized in terms of budgeting and, you know, doing the things that I need to do to make sure that my finances are in order, especially now during COVID where we have such crazy things happening with the economy. But could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So finances was my 2021 goal. And just to give you some background on that, every year, New Year's resolution, I always had a whole list. And I always felt that, well, the gurus are saying you have to have a goal for all the different categories of your life, which your spiritual goal, your career goal, your family goal, your personal goal. And every year I did that, I failed. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you've already been down that road. You know the results of all of that. What is it that worked for you in those experiences? What did it and what is it that you're going to focus on this year? Mm -hmm. And I decided that I would only tackle one goal. Although that was my focus, of course, you you invest in other areas, but those weren't as heavy as a focus for me. Mm-hmm. So finance was my main priority, my number one focus. And tuning into that, I've always been a budgeter. I've tried out different methods, the Dave Ramsey method, the budget mom. All of these were 
great tools, but they didn't fully click for me, although there are pieces of each of them that really resonated and worked for me. Mm-hmm. So the parts that didn't, I have to figure out what would work in your schedule, what would work with your lifestyle, what would really make a difference. And so I decided that creating a few printables for myself would help me to accomplish my goal based on the way that my lifestyle was structured. And that's what I did. I took tidbits from Dave Ramsey, from The Budget Mom, created sheets that would fill the gap where things weren't connecting for me. Mm-hmm. I put together a budget um, binder by myself because, of course, I always tried different ones and it just it was always missing something. There were pages at the end of the year I didn't use. It was just yeah. not too much. So I decided to just create my own. I'm very visual. So I created dashboards in there that were inspiring that when I got to that month and I read that quote or I looked at that picture, it just made me feel good. Mm -hmm. And then overall, the fact that I put it together myself also made me feel really good. So that too is also a part of my self-care. If I'm feeling stressed, I'll just create something Mm -hmm. and I just feel better afterwards. I guess throughout the process of creating, I'm also relieving stress. So because I invested that time into my finances this year and budgeting and really honing in on what worked for me in my lifestyle, mm-hmm. I was able to pay off $21,000 in debt this year. Woo! <laughs> That's amazing. So, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So I really say that happened because I was intentional. I made a goal. I committed to that goal. And I planned out every cent, every income that came in had a purpose. I was intentional. I'm like, well, it's going to the debt. These are the priorities. Let's, you know, make sure that happens. So I would spend the last couple of days of each month to plan out my month. But then I would also revisit my budget every week because again, life happens. You can make a plan, but it doesn't always work out that way. And I had to allow space for life to occur. Things came up. We had different things we had to pay for throughout the year that wasn't a part of the plan or the budget. But because I had a budget in place, because I knew what was supposed to happen, I can quickly look at the plan and make edits to fit whatever curveball life threw at me. That allowed me not to feel stressed. That allowed me not to feel discouraged or overwhelmed. Like, oh, I'm not reaching my goal because this and this. Because I had this planner set up with all of these motivational quotes and all these beautiful pictures and tracking charts, I could see my progress. Mm -hmm. So on the months where I couldn't pay towards the debt, I would look back and say, but look, look how far you've come. You're doing great. Just get to next week, refocus and keep moving forward. So whatever your priority is, maybe just tackling that area getting really organized for 2021 and just see where it takes you. You learned a lot about yourself through the process as well. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, watching you go through that journey has really inspired me in terms of thinking through for 2021, what is like the one thing (laughs) that I want to focus on instead of doing more of that broad sweep. Yes. Yes. And so the last thing I wanted to just have you talk a little bit about was this idea of podcast management. Because I realized at the beginning, I introduced you as a podcast manager, but then we never really talked about it. I know that's more of a newer thing. So if you can talk a little bit about that 
so they know what it is, what it is that you do. Yes. So I guess a technical term in the industry would be I am a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, I entered this arena in 2016 when I decided to start my business. I've done various different types of work throughout the space, like, you know, admin work for marketing companies. So focusing on marketing, mm-hmm. focusing on admin services for coaches as far as managing their Facebook groups and their client payments and different things. Mm-hmm. And then um, I came across podcasting and I thought to myself, well, I love listening to podcasts. It would be great to know what happens in the background. And so I narrowed down my focus to that. Mm -hmm. So as a podcast manager, I assist my clients with strategies to market their podcast, to launch a podcast from scratch. If they just have an idea, we can work through the whole process of launching it. And once it's launched, I assist with the monthly maintenance. This includes editing the audio, writing the show notes, getting it published, and managing the social pages for the podcast. There's Mm -hmm. also guest services. So if you want guests on your show or you want to be a guest on someone else's show, I coordinate and organize that as well. Yes. And you do an amazing job. Thank you for all the work that you've been doing on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, it's definitely um, to see the podcast grow. It's definitely something that I love that I can share with you as my sister and, and and as my manager. So thank you. You're very welcome. And I have to selfishly say that for you and all the clients I work with, I get so much amazing content (laughs) from the podcast because I have to listen to it while I edit it to be able to write the summary, the show notes. Yeah. Content is so amazing that I'm selfishly benefiting from it too. So it is absolutely a pleasure to serve you. (laughs) Well, thank you. All right. So the last question I have for you is where can our listeners engage with you? Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Colette McKenzie, C-O-L-L-E-T McKenzie. I'm also on Facebook at the same name at Colette McKenzie. You can email me hello at ColetteMcKenzie.com. Or you can always visit my webpage and, you know, chat to me there by sending an inquiry. And that is www.colettemckenzie.com. So it's Colette McKenzie everywhere. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Colette. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.